Welcome to Witch and Goddess. I'm your host, Patty Black. I'm a witch, a teacher, and priestess. Goddess devotion is an essential part of my craft, and many goddesses are my cohorts in magic. Each episode, we explore a different goddess, her lore, and how to connect with her energetically and magically. Welcome back. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your patience. Life is just a lot, right? I've been grieving, well, multiple things, and it can really take your feet out from under you. I'm planning an upcoming episode on goddesses of grief, but this episode is devoted to a goddess I've received multiple inquiries about, the Greek goddess Iris. She seems most well-known as a representation of the rainbow. She is a daughter of the gods Thalmas and Electra, and a sister to the harpies, the terrifying wind spirits. Thomas is an ancient sea god and Electra a sea nymph. Perhaps due to these watery family connections and her identity as a swift flying winged messenger, Iris is considered to be a link between the sea and the sky. She's a messenger of the gods serving the Olympians, especially Hera. And Iris is depicted as a golden-winged young woman carrying a caduceus, a winged staff, like another divine messenger, Hermes. By Zeus's command, she carries a pitcher of water from the river Styx, the water which puts any deity who lies or swears falsely to sleep for a year, was used to enforce honesty when gods made solemn oaths. In this way, Iris may be seen as a goddess of truth and integrity. As a divine messenger, Iris is seen carrying messages from Ida to Olympus, between gods and from gods to men. Some sources say that her name is derived from the speaker or messenger. Others say it means, I join, potentially referring to the rainbow as the bridge that connects heaven and earth, gods and humans. In this way, she's seen as a conciliator or one who is able to restore peace. In the Homeric poem, Iris does not appear as the goddess of the rainbow, but the rainbow itself is called Iris. And according to Servius, the rainbow is the road on which Iris travels. It appears when needed by the goddess and disappears when no longer necessary. In some early representations, Iris is a virgin goddess, but later writers describe her as the consort of Zephyrus, the god of the west wind, with whom she bears Pothos, the god of sexual longing. If you're familiar with the Odyssey, you may have noted that Hermes serves exclusively as messenger to the gods, Iris is never mentioned there. However, she appears frequently in the Iliad. She's actually seen serving Zeus and Hera, and she aids Achilles in calling the winds. Iris performs under the command of multiple gods, but sometimes chooses to assist and act of her own accord. She features frequently as the devoted servant of Hera, but she is divine and retains her own powers, and she manages a graceful balance of service and personal sovereignty, a feat I really admire. The idea of being in service has always irritated me. I can admit I don't love taking orders. By being of service, Iris contributed a great deal to the stories of the Greek gods. Unlike Hermes, Iris did not play a large part in the ancient Greek religion, and it appears she was rarely worshipped. No temples, shrines, or sanctuaries dedicated to her have been found. No festivals held in her honor seem to be known. 
She is often seen depicted on vases and in reliefs, but there are few statues of Iris from antiquity. The only trace of her minor cult is a note by Athenaeus in Scholars at Dinner. It says that the people of Delos made offerings of a type of cheesecake made of wheat flour, suet, figs, and honey to the goddess. Is Iris the Greek Girl Friday? Have you heard this old-fashioned term? Girl Friday traditionally referred to a woman who's able to do many different jobs, in an office setting usually. Today, it can mean a go-to person or a woman who acts kind of as a jack-of-all-trades and is able to do a variety of different tasks. This is a very important type of person to have on your team. And this is the modern epithet that comes to mind when I read through the long list of Iris's contributions and appearances in mythology. She seems to function almost as a personal assistant to both Zeus and Hera. She does everything from transforming mortals to moisturizing the bodies of fallen soldiers, in addition to her more straightforward messenger tasks. She is essential, pivotal even, and yet maybe overlooked underappreciated? Does she feel put upon or taken for granted? Iris appears delivering messages to other gods and performing various tasks, but has no stories all her own. And being messenger is not an easy job. She faces personal danger and peril to complete her task. In one tale, Iris is nearly raped by satyrs after following Hera's instructions to disrupt their worship of Dionysus. Variations on this theme are actually depicted on vases from the 5th century BC. And she was also said to water the clouds with her pitcher, obtaining the water from the sea. Iris is a goddess of the sea and the sky, communication, building bridges, service, and justice. She links the gods to humanity, traveling with the great speed of wind from one end of the world to another, and into the depths of the sea, and even into the underworld, Iris has the ability to access any realm. She's acquainted with many deities and seems to have a gift for diplomacy. She is the heart of the divine network of Olympians. Iris's official epithets and descriptive names include golden-winged, swift-footed, like a storm-footed, or Storm Swift, Dewey, and Daughter of Thalmus, Wondrous One. Appropriate symbols and items to place on an altar would be the caduceus, a winged staff entwined with serpents, pitchers, the iris flower, photos or art of clouds and beautiful skies, images of golden wings, and of course, rainbows. What might it mean if you find yourself called to this particular episode, or if you find yourself encountering rainbow imagery more often than usual? It could be an opportunity to look at your communication. Are you communicating with integrity? Are your messages being received and understood by the other party? Or maybe you should expect an important message soon. Of course, communication is a two-way street. It's not just the act of transmitting information. Communication doesn't truly happen until the message is received and understood. Are you listening to understood or just to confirm what you expect to hear? 
Communication is always important, but if it tends to be difficult for you, or if you work in a field in which it's particularly crucial, Iris may be a helpful ally. As always, I recommend reaching out respectfully to see if a mutually beneficial relationship is possible. If you work with Iris, I'd love to hear about your experiences with her. You can email me at witchandgoddesspod at gmail.com or connect with me on Instagram at witchandgoddesspod. Let me know which goddesses you work with or would like to learn about. You can support more episodes of Witch and Goddess by signing up as a subscriber. For just $4.99 a month, subscribers get access to exclusive meditations and rituals with a goddess focus. Find the link to subscribe on the Witch and Goddess profile page on Spotify for Podcasters or on my link tree on Instagram at Witch and Goddess Pod. You can learn about all of the ways to work with me by visiting blackbirdmagic.com. That's magic with a CK. There are a variety of courses and groups, mentorship sessions, custom spell work, and a link to join my free witchcraft group. Thank you for listening.